0: The National Youth Development Agency is reportedly calling for a ban on alcohol advertising. This follows the death of 21 teenagers at a tavern uh, in the Eastern Cape over the weekend. Uh, we now speak to Wasim Karim, CEO of the NYDA. Good afternoon to you, Wasim.
1: Afternoon, again, Afternoon to your listeners as well.
0: Good to have you on the show. Where are your offices? Have you relocated? The last time I checked, you were something in Midrand.
1: Uh, we relocate like almost five years ago. Oh, okay. We are uh, somewhere close to Woodbeet. Uh, oh, okay. On the on the N1 Highway, yeah, opposite the big South Sea Okay, you uh, you got You, got tired, you probably you, see it.
0: Okay, you got tired of the trains there. There was just too many trains <laughs> in that yeah, area.
1: Yeah, that, that place is actually <laughs> in the now. Yeah.
0: Well, good to have you on the show. Um, so, what's the NYDA's reaction to this tragedy? and what action would you like to see being taken?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, you know, when I was reflecting when we wrote that statement, and, you know, when I was at school probably 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, colleagues will remember there was a similar incident in Chatworth in Dublin, you yes. where young people were in a nightclub. And, and I think the collective question after that was that, you know, what are young people as young as 13 doing in a nightclub on a Saturday night? You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and how is it that 20 years later we're faced with Exactly the same question in South Africa, right? Um, and and I think the the response from us is, is possibly threefold. Yeah, one is to say that. I think South Africa has a difficult relationship with alcohol. I think COVID nineteen showed that to us, right? And there there is a need for greater regulation around alcohol, right? Which is not only around the advertising of it, but also um around for example how these taverns are policed and how these kind of incidents are reported. We know something like this is not isolated, that it probably happens everywhere, um, over every weekend, yeah. Mm. Um, I think the second element is around you know, giving young people safe spaces to be able to channel their energy—absolutely, right? stadiums, youth mm-hmm. centres, those kind of things—there, right? Absolutely. Now, I mean, a, a, a lot of that infrastructure exists, right? And it's also up to communities, NGOs, and young people themselves to make utilization of that infrastructure so that it benefits them and they have healthy ways to channel their energy, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and I think the last point to make is that you can't just these problems from South Africa's economic situation, you know. Mm. Um, For a lot of young people, home is not a happy place, yeah. Mm. Um, And and that's why you find themselves, you know, sneaking out and and ending up in these kind of establishments, right. But but I think what we're really saying is that you need a collective response to to what is really a senseless strategy, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what effect do you think the ban on alcohol advertising will have on our relationship with alcohol?
1: I think if one looks at alcohol advertising, it has a very strong glorification of alcohol, mm. right? Um, and and the manner in which it's put across is that if you're not living a certain type of lifestyle, then you're not living at all, right? I want you to compare this to the smoking bans, right? And then the smoking bans or the alcohol, or the smoking advertising bans were heavily fought back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, right? But evidence later on, suggest that they have reduced the incidence of smoking. It has increased mortality among citizens, and it's reduced the dependency on the health system in South Africa. Mm. Right? And, and I, think, I think more than anything, we're calling for a conversation around this, right? Because mm. at some point, yes, advertising brings in a lot of money, right? Money that's desperately needed in South Africa for a lot of activities, right? Mm. But, but what's the damage to society, mm. right? Not only from an incident like this, what's the damage done by drunken drivers on the road, right, and the mm. claims to the road accident fund, yeah? What's the damage done by, by abuse and, and admittance to rehab and that kind of thing, yeah, to the, the immunity systems of people, you know? So I think I think we need to look at it beyond just the revenues that that kind of brings into the fiscus and, and look at it more broadly um as a societal a societal view on alcohol.
0: Yeah. You know, every day when you talk about youth and alcohol, South Africans and alcohol, um people always talk about the number um uh of Shibins uh in the country, in 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 the township, but no action has been taken. For instance, when this tragedy happened in East London, someone was talking about uh, was saying that you know in the, in that part of the world there's about there's there's, there's less than um 1000 people who who look after these 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 taverns in the eastern cape and uh, yeah. the number of taverns in that part of the world they have about 7500 7500 how yeah. ridiculous is that number
1: yeah, it's it's out of control, right? I mean, and it comes back to, to the point we started with, is to say we really do need to confront what is a very difficult relationship with alcohol in the country. Yes, it's, it's a meaningful contributor to economic activity. Yes. But, but, but I, and, and that's why I think there, there needs to be greater regulation around its sale and utilization. But, but equally, you know, we, we point to those taverns as individual establishments, right? But we also know there's a big business lobby behind alcohol, right? Mm. There's only two or three big uh, alcohol manufacturers mm. in South Africa, right? And I think, I mean, their silence on this incident is deafening, right? Mm. I mean, they were there in COVID-19, criticizing the bans and, and all of those sort of things, right? And I think every company in South Africa has a social responsibility, uh, uh, but alcohol companies more than others, you know? Um, and we'll be meeting with them to understand what are their socially responsible programs that they're going to be implementing to reduce, not alcohol utilization, but abuse in South Africa? Yeah? Because, I mean, it's a shame on us that, that we st- are able to deliver alcohol to every single community, but we're still not able to deliver textbooks, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think we, we seriously need to look at, uh, I think, a very valid point that you raised, yeah?
0: So, what accountability should be taken by tavern owners with regards, you know, prohibiting young people's access to 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 alcohol?
1: Uh, I mean, it's completely their responsibility. I assume that when you take on a liquor license, you're taking on a responsibility that you'll administer that legal liquor license in mm-hmm. a responsible way, right? I mean, how, how do you accept, as a small business owner, as a tavern owner, that You're not checking identification of young people, that you're Mm. actively promoting young people to come and utilize, you know, uh, your establishment and things like that there. I mean, these people should be criminally charged, right? I think that there's a case to be made that whoever this tavern owner is, that they are indirectly responsible for the death of these young people, you know. Mm. And only when the heavy hand of the Lord deals with these kind of incidents, yeah, I mean, people need to see the implications of their actions, you know. Mm. Um, and, and there needs to be justice for these young people who sadly passed away. Um, and, and and hopefully that will act as a deterrent to other tavern owners around the country about not allowing this type of behavior mm. to continue.
0: Mm. I was actually, lastly, I was just saying to my colleagues, you know, it's so amazing, like, when you look at these... Uh, these adverts, alcohol ads. The people who are in the ads, them in the ads, they look fourteen and thirteen. So a lot of kids actually <laughs> identify with the people in those ads.
1: Yes, of course, of course, yeah. And I mean, it comes back to that point about about glorification, you know, mm. the lifestyle, and uh, and it's not a, it's not really the positive message we want to be sending to young mm. people, you know. Um, I mean, I think the message should be that. You'll have a lot of time after the age of 18 to, to explore different things, you know, but but it really shouldn't be where young people's energies are being channeled. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Great chatting to you, Wasim. I'll come and see your offices when I have time. Thank you very much. I
1: look forward to hosting you. Yeah. Right, there you go.
0: That's Wasim uh, Karim, CEO of the NYDA on Radio 2000. Muse- why are you smiling? I really like him. I love Wasim. I think it's such a pleasure to talk to. Have you met him? I have never met him, but I've spoken to him.
1: Oh, okay. And he's such Just a like pleasure you've to talk to. to
0: LeBron James. Hey, oh. sp- hey, <laughs> 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 this, this one out, out, my friend. This one always out. Get LeBron James. Oh, Miss China,